Yeah, I don't live in Eastern time. Okay, well, I do live in Eastern time, and East every the East Coast runs everything. Yeah, but essentially, Central time is the best sports time zone. Ah, that's a fact, dude. As someone who's lived in both for extended periods yeah, of time, the, I can tell you Central's at, better. Okay, but starting at 3 p.m. for this baseball game today, like, I wouldn't have watched it. I didn't watch it if it started at 4 anyway, so that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> but, like, imagine yeah. it starting at 3 p.m. I'll just say, East Coast, that's the better time zone, so. Yeah, disagree. No, you're, well, you're wrong. Welcome to your home for sports coverage without the bias. This is Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. We have episode 104 this week for you. We will recap every NFL game as usual. Good news for everybody. Hockey is back. It's, all the, it's actually all the way back. Um, but we'll talk about hockey a little bit later. Um, spoiler alert, the Penguins are dead, and, um, let's get into the NFL. Well, we like to go in order. Well, kind of, we like to go in order. We'll go in, we go in our reverse order, but I do think we should make one exception here, and we should start with the Thursday night game, because that was a terrible, terrible game. Um, like, all-time bad, bad football. Um, Kellen, Commanders, Bears, how are we feeling? Like, that was brutal. I wasn't even paying that close attention, but like, yeah. starting with the uniforms, everything about that game was terrible. All right, that's wrong. The uniforms were actually pretty sick. They've grown on me a lot, but I mean, it was a bad game. What do you want me to do? I don't make the schedule. I could have told you. I, five years ago, looking ahead at the schedule, this would have been a bad game. Commanders and Bears? Are you kidding me? That's I, I don't know. Quit, quit getting mad at me for that, okay? it's I, It was going to be a bad game. Everybody knew it going in. But yeah, Bears lost. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty bearish on the Bears right now. I'm pretty sad and depressed. So. What do the what do the to say? That game was forever ago. It doesn't even count. Yeah, what do the Bears need to do to win you back? Uh they need to I need to have like some sort of feeling on Justin Fields cuz I can't even tell what's his fault at this point anymore cuz I saw him throw throw an awful ball to the tight end on what should have been a touchdown. Yeah, and everybody on Twitter is like, "Oh, that's actually the tight end's fault." And now I'm really confused because that was an awful no, it's, pass. It's Justin Fields' and fault. It's... The Bears should have won that game, but there's also just no talent around him either. So it's so tough to tell because he's not getting any protection, and uh, the receivers are terrible. They they had a million drops on Thursday, so it just doesn't even give him a chance. If it makes you feel better. There's a couple games I can see the Bears winning. So, first, yeah. we'll just go with the Bears' upcoming schedule. Patriots, they're going to get murdered by Bailey Zappi. Um, Monday Night Football. Cause, cause he's Another amazing. prime time for the Bears. I, I feel like maybe we should be recording during that. Um, 
Monday night, live reaction to Kellen watching Bailey Zappi torch the Bears. I don't know. Maybe. That might be a good time to record. Um, yeah, it it does stink. Next... Like, just the quarterbacks that we've gotten beat by this year, it's been freaking Carson Wentz, Daniel yeah. Jones. Didn't Wentz it, get benched it's, today, it's too, I believe. Um, and then we have No, he, got, he got injured. He's, he's on ah, the IR. Okay. Yeah. We get Cowboys. Yeah. Dolphins. Then you get Lions, Falcons. You could win those two. Then you go Jets and Packers. And then the Eagles. Bunch of wins there. And then the Bills. Bunch of wins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Lots of wins on, available oh, on the schedule. Lots I didn't, of wins. Yeah. Full disclosure, I only read like a couple of the games. Oh, God. Oh, wow. You, you, um, all you did was you remembered that we're in the same division as the Lions and might be able to pull out one of those games and then read the rest of the schedule. <laughs> yikes. Oh. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so, it's going to be wow. fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm trying. Kel, I'm looking I'm looking for any way that I can be like, oh, yeah, the Bears are probably like, I want you, I want you to have your Bears are back moment. And looking at this, I, I, I just can't, I can't see it. I, I can't see the Bears are back moment for you this year. Um, no, I yeah, can't. It's good. They're going to beat the Packers. They're going to beat one of it's the gonna games. It's going to be gonna, fine. They're going to beat the Packers. They're going to beat the Packers. Yep. It's going to be fine. That's all. I'll just keep saying that. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, we don't even we we don't even have to talk about Thursday night anymore. It was just no. an embarrassing, awful game. But it was fun. Let's kind of. No, it wasn't. I didn't. Watch. It was not fun either. No, Let's it just was throw terrible. it to Monday night because that was also really not a good game either. And thank goodness we still have three more Broncos primetime games to get through this year. We had Broncos Chargers. The Chargers pulled it out in overtime. Yeah, Josh, another exciting fantasy win for me this week. Just saying, but I'm so proud of you. That the Broncos just—I mean, that Russ contract, that extension they gave him, 250 million. If he just keeps playing like this, and this is just the player that, that he is, that could be like one of the worst contracts in sports history. I'm just saying. I think I think it's going to be. I don't think he's going to get better. He's looked so bad. Like I, how I envisioned this going is, I wasn't like fully in on Denver being like great, obviously, um, but I did kind of see it going as Russell Wilson was going to look really, really good, and then like next year they were going to get that missing piece that's like Tyler Lockett, wide receiver, whoever it's going to be. That like now they're they have some offense that's just so unstoppable, but like. Russell Wilson's the biggest issue with the offense right now, I feel like. I mean, I just it's su- it's super easy to kick a guy like while he's down and find evidence for what you want, but like I'm seeing so many clips of him just missing wide open guys right in front of him. Like he took a sack last night. There was one of his receivers maybe 5 yards in front of him with no one within a 10-yard radius of him. Like he was more wide open than I've ever seen anybody ever. And he just took a sack. He didn't even see him. He took a sack. And it was it's it's bad. I know screen grabs like look a lot worse and I I but I do still love screen grabs. You get like there's nothing better than a good screen grab moment where you just pick something out of the out of context and you use it. But um yeah, Russell Wilson has kind of sucked. He had a better game yesterday a little bit. Like I was seeing the let Russ cook 
like people being serious about let Russ cook and Russ cooking in the first he half. Yeah, better first quarter. Like, yeah. he, it was really okay. only the first quarter. And then after that, he was just nowhere to be found. <clears throat> I know, but I did see, like, I saw a picture of a pretty good looking meal. And they were like, oh, Russ is cooking. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, so just everything happened at the same time. Yeah, it was, oh, it was bad. It, it's a bad game. I just, the, well, you can, the you Broncos just see like the frustration. You, you see like the frustration starting to like boil over for these players on the team. Like Jerry Judy's walking up and down the sideline, screaming with Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon doesn't look happy at all. And maybe Nathaniel Hackett is a part of the problem too. Like they just don't. There's just no consistency. They have the weapons. It seemed like they have the running backs going into the year. Now that's yeah. definitely not looking like the case. So they don't have really any sort of run game, especially since Javante Williams went down. They can't trust Melvin Gordon, and you just picked up Latavius Murray. There's nothing there, but you have good receivers. But I, I just, I'm starting to, I, I could definitely see Nathaniel Hackett being fired after this year if he, things just continue uh, to get worse because you, you put. All your chips in for, oh, for yeah, Russell no, he, Wilson. It, ha- it he, has to work out with him. He has to get like he absolutely has to get fired, and there's there's no excuse for him not to be fired at the end of all of this. Um, yeah, like you said, it's gonna be brutal having to watch. Like we're forced to watch the Broncos, and every few years this happens where there's like a move where it's like, why is this team in prime time so much? And the Steelers actually were one of those teams a few years ago where it was like. They just weren't that great, and you had to, like, every time they were in primetime, you were watching just a terrible product. And this, the Broncos are this version where we tried to, and the media made them better than they actually are, and now we're subjecting ourselves to just pain and misery. But on the flip side, this is a game the Chargers should, like, be blowing out the Broncos. Like, the Chargers also look terrible. They have not looked as good. We talked about how a high-flying the AFC was going to be and how competitive, how no one was going to lose. And well, we're now back to the same thing that we had last year where it's the bills and it's the chiefs. I mean, so it's been kind of a disappointment all around. Like these teams were supposed to all be super competitive and we were supposed to have these shootouts and everything. And just the NFL as a whole just kind of sucks. And it's, but it's not even the bad football that's entertaining, which that that's what sucks to me is that it's not like entertainingly bad football where there's like, you know, a bunch of stupid like fumble recoveries, things like that. It's just like, it's just three and outs, punts. Like it's not the fun bad football. So I don't know football. Yeah, sounds like I, it, it's literally like watching Iowa play every single day and it's or every week in every single game. I have to watch Iowa play Iowa. Iowa play Iowa, and it's just it's not fun. Um, but you know, we'll make it, we'll make it through it. It's still the NFL. Like, I mean, I would love even how bad these games are, you know, you're going to be longing for these games in the middle of summer. You'd be, you'd love to watch the Broncos go to overtime against the chargers in an absolutely terrible game. And Nathaniel Hackett suck and Russell Wilson suck, which I really like that he does suck because I don't know, he's such an annoying person and he made, he was so, so dang annoying all off season. Um, and now he just sucks and he there's, can't talk. So there's been like a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of stuff coming out about, uh, Russ lately, just like how awful a teammate he is. And I feel yeah. like we were way, 
way ahead of this, man, because oh yeah, you, you hear it. Um, I think uh, Marshawn Lynch was on Richard Sherman's podcast. Yeah. And, uh, they were saying like, it's impossible to even get in touch with the dude. You have to go through his manager just to oh. like, have a conversation with the guy. Like that's, that's your, that's the captain of your football team. You can't, can't be doing stuff like that. No, and- it, that's so bad. And I mean, so should we just start this now? Like Sierra about to be single? Like no, Sierra. Sierra's uh, Sierra's fine. I it's we, just. Uh, are we sure? Because if his teammates are starting to turn on him, it's not long before she turns. Do you think she has to contact the manager before she can text him? No, no. Because like, like, look at Tom Brady for example. Uh, oh, we're gonna look at. <laughs> we're gonna look at. We're gonna, we're gonna look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never worry. had. Yeah, Tom Brady's never had an issue like getting getting in touch with teammates or anything. You've never heard about that. This is just a specific uh, Russell Wilson with his NFL team problem. This is I don't think this is related to his uh, to his marriage right now. I'm I'm really in on the like big divorces right now. If you couldn't tell, like I could tell, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really could... really into NFL players getting divorced. If I'm being completely honest with you. That's quarterbacks. That's in weird. The NFL that's weird. Divorced. So I, I we'll get to, I guess we'll touch we all on have this. to have our own hobbies. We have to touch it. We'll touch on this later, but um, let's talk for a little bit about a game that I was not at all interested in because, well, when teams from Philadelphia are good, that's literally the bane of my existence. And right now there's two teams from Philadelphia good. And like, I'm not a big baseball guy and like the Eagles and, you know, Eagles and Steelers don't really have a huge rivalry, but like, what do you call what? No, there's actually four teams from Philadelphia who are good. Who? All the all the major sports teams in Philadelphia. The Flyers suck, dude. Torch has them playing right now. They haven't. We're two games into the season. They suck. They will suck. They haven't played the Aren't Penguins. Aren't they 2-0? I don't know, but they Aren't played... Aren't they 2-0? Okay, they played the Canucks. The Canucks are a god-awful franchise. We're going to also get into that, but, like, Torts is going to get fired from his job at some point. Um, but anyway, this isn't about Four hockey. Four good they teams have... in Philadelphia. God. Okay, it's the bane of my existence, and uh. now <laughs> here we are talking about them, and, like, okay, I don't really necessarily have anything against Eagles fans because the Steelers don't play the Eagles until give me two weeks when the Steelers play the Eagles, and then I'm going to be so mad at them but anyway I hate when teams from Philadelphia are good it bothers me immensely and then the Cowboys also suck so how was this game for you because I know you've been dealing with a lot of Cowboys fans recently and like it's got to be good that they lost and I think it kind of brought them down back down to earth a little bit in the fact that like they realized oh yeah we probably do need Dak, and Cooper Rush might not. There might not be a quarterback controversy. Is this is this true? Was this kind of the general consensus around this game? Um, or do people yeah, still yeah. genuinely think there's a quarterback controversy in Dallas? No, I think it was, it was a good good game for the Cowboys at the end of the day, too, because like it was, it was the reality check that a lot of fans needed, being like, yeah. man, Cooper Rush, he could end up being the guy – Cooper Rush is not the guy. Like you, you guys have had a good game plan in place for him for a couple weeks now. 
but it would be nice to have an actual like Pro Bowl quarterback leading yeah. a pretty talented roster that has a really good defense included with it, by the way. Oh my, uh, yeah, Michael Parsons. I mean, yeah, this is yeah, this is a reality check game that I think a lot of people were expecting. Just get Dak back. Cooper Rush, you did your job. You were I think four and one as the starter in his absence. That's yeah. That's more than most Cowboys fans would have been asking for. So that was good. And then Chris Collinsworth during the broadcast, he made a great point saying, Hey, the Cowboys, like you guys looked really bad in the first half, but you made it a really close game in the second half and came back with a backup quarterback. Yeah. The Eagles now have a two game lead in the division, but the Cowboys are going to be just fine. And the NFC East is looking really tough. You have an undefeated team, a five and one team and a four and two team now. And the commanders. Yeah. So, yeah, commanders are great. Um, but yeah, I'm, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I really do think if the Cowboys can kind of keep winning, I think the Eagles will kind of go through a rough patch and drop a few games. Um, it's just obviously that's what always that's what happens when you get these undefeated teams. They end up dropping a few games. So I think if you can kind of chug along and keep pace, like they'll be in it. Um, and hey, you get another crack at it soon. Or I don't know when, but you get another crack at it. So it, it's and that's a tough. That was a tough place to play. Hey, Philadelphia pulled out all the stops on Sunday night with Meek Mill and everyone performing. It was it was a pretty ruckus. It was a very drunk crowd. Um and Mike, Mike Trout was in the crowd. Yeah, in October. I love how much available. He, I, I loved how much he was getting ripped on Twitter for being at that game. Like I feel kind of bad for the guy yeah, you because. Can't, he, he, Dude's just trying trying to watch his favorite football team. (laughs) Like, and everyone's just going at him. And and so, he was catching strays left and right just for literally going to a game. So, that happened. Ah, the game everyone was talking about and kind of was a letdown in my opinion. The Bills and Chiefs, Bills 24 Chiefs 20? What were your what? overall impressions on this game? It was kind of a letdown to me. Like Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a great game. It was a it, great it, game of football. It was it, but, it was close the whole time. There's good defense, still good offensive plays, and it was I, I think it was the best game of the week. I don't know what you're talking about. Letdown. Well I thought it was kind of a letdown because I was looking for these fireworks. Like I won like sixty to fifty-two game or something like that. And I was promised all this yeah, offense, but, and then it's but, like, ten to ten going in, and like, but you no, know, I can appreciate the but good still, defense. Still, like, it, it, it's a competitive game, and there was still like off, like when at, at the end of the half, it was it was like last year's playoff all over again. Yeah, where I know. You get you give the Chiefs <laughs> ten seconds, and they march all the way downfield for a field goal, and it's like that that was that had to be a very uh, sobering moment for a lot of bills fans in the game even though you won that was just yeah, like oh hey just... the chiefs can still do this to you just so you know i don't know it was kind of, it was just kind of an annoying game to me i wanted all this offense and i just didn't get a bunch of like i wasn't ready for a defensive battle so it was still a decent it was a good ending and also i mean really the biggest letdown in this game is the fact that tony romo had to call it because he was all time bad like Everyone's talking about how he predicted I, the score. He predicted the score, but he was yeah. so bad in this game. Like this was an all-time like he was not bad. He was terrible. No, he, he was wasn't. terrible in this game. Kellen, he was terrible. No, he he, he wasn't. 
he takes the the bigger the games, the more Tony Romo thinks it's about him. Okay, look at like every single penalty that was called in there. He, he the one thing he did correctly was he predicted the score in the first quarter. Whenever there was a penalty, he said it was on someone that it wasn't even on. He messed all of that up. At the end of the game, the Bills have the ball on the Chiefs' 20-yard line, and Tony Romo goes, oh, if I'm the Bills here, I'm just going to run it out of the back of the end zone for a safety. He told them, he he advised that they run it 80 yards down the field, 90 yards out the back of the end zone. Like, he, it was an all-time bad. No, he just I wouldn't mean, stop talking. No, he like yeah. You you kind of fixated on just that one thing. Like yeah, he misspoke there. He didn't know where well, they were on the field. Screwed, but that's, no, that, that happens up. with every announcer. But he screwed but like, up all of the penalties. He's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. He's I trying, think he was still good in the. He I think tries he's still good too in the game. hard. He makes it too much about himself in these big games. I don't think and he's I trying to hear, do that. I, I think he's just he trying is. to. I think because I, I think he's just trying to get you know get the fans to understand the game better from like a player's he's, especially a quarterback's he perspective. So, he is so. I think he does a pretty good job of that. But he's so upset that he's Josh, not that, good. But Josh, Josh, that and that interception at the end of the game by Mahomes was like, I mean, I I did not see that coming at all. That was. That was an interception where I was just like, man, maybe the Bears did make the right decision drafting Mitch over Mahomes. No, they know. definitely did because that was a terrible, like, very out of character terrible. interception. I mean, everybody was expecting them to lead that game winning drive. You have a minute, two timeouts. We've seen it a million times before, and we've yeah. seen it against the Bills specifically before. Even in that same game, I was just like, okay, this is when, when as soon as the Bills scored. I was just—I was like, way too much time. Everybody had to be like, way too much yeah, time. But there's, I mean, there's no way but, the Chiefs don't get it done. But here's the thing: Mahomes just—he's getting too cute. He's getting too cocky out there. He made a very stupid, ill-advised throw. Like that was one of the worst throws you can, you could ever make. Like there was no like, any other quarterback that makes that throw is getting benched, and everyone's talking about how terrible of a throw. It was a bad throw to even try and attempt. And Mahomes needs to have that comeback down to earth moment, which I feel like he does have every once in a while where he's like, oh, that was a terrible throw. It was uncharacteristic of him. I don't feel like people talked about how stupid, like, it was a bad throw, but I don't think people were talking about how dumb the throw actually was. It was so ill-advised to throw that ball. But, yeah, like you said, I didn't see that pick coming at all because you don't think so. You think, especially even, no, even, like, when he was going down to throw the ball, you weren't thinking, oh, that's going to be a pick. You were like, oh, God, he's just going to complete this because he's, like, getting tackled and flips the ball away. So it was, well, it was And crazy. the thing is, like, like yeah, it's a, it's an ill-advised throw. But, like, if it's anyone but Mahomes, like, I, I'm not saying what you just said right there because you just expect him to make that play. Because, yeah. it, you, like, there's a minute left. You're trying to push the ball downfield. Interceptions in that situation, that's – that's fine. Like you need to make a play. You need to, you need to do something because, like the Chiefs needed a touchdown. They didn't just need a field goal. They needed a touchdown. Well, yeah, so, but I. It also interceptions happen in, the, in those situations all the time, but just not for yeah, Mahomes. And you just always I see just, the game. I like when it does. I like when it does happen with Mahomes. So that it feels good to yeah. see that happen to him. Um, the downside is that he's probably not going to do that again this year. So. Thanks for coming out, whoever yeah, gives it. Patrick Mahomes that that chance. So, 
we'll see. The Chiefs seem to be good again. I don't – to me, it's still – it's the Bills. It's the Bills' Super Bowl to lose at this point. If they can stay healthy, I think they can probably do it. So, um, where should we go next? You want to – this game – I mean, we had a bird game. The Cardinals and Seahawks played. I didn't catch too much of this game. Seahawks beat the Cardinals 19-9. to This is a game for me I feel like the Cardinals shouldn't lose. Like they just they yeah they, they should lose gonna, that game. I was gonna say because you I mean you've been kind of in on the Cardinals being like hey they haven't gotten off to the hot start that they always get off to which yeah. means they're saving up those wins for later in the season. They might just but be this a bad is one team. of those games where it's just like hey it would have been really nice to beat the Seahawks. Yeah. Like are you are you saying that they're bad now? I I'm saying they might just be a bad team. They might just be a bad team. I mean, yeah. I mean, Marquise Brown, you lost him for significant time, and now you had to trade for Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get D Hop coming back next week, but which is going to help? I, I, that's going from Marquise Brown to Robbie Anderson is a is a big step back. Yeah, but I mean, D Hop will like... help. But you you want to have more than two wins with your best receiver coming back? You would have liked to have. Just pull out a win against the Seahawks. That that's all. That's yeah. all they're asking for here. Those you got to win the games you're supposed to win, and then go like 500 in those other games. This is one of those games you have to win. And now I just I don't think the Cardinals are even a playoff team. And I think this I man we've been saying it for years. Kingsbury's not a good coach. No, we've been the first people to say it. Yeah, but he's this not might good. be it for him. This this might be the last season for him, especially okay. if they don't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think if you're a Cardinals fan, it is better if your team does not make the playoffs this year. Because if they do, they're probably going to lose in the first round. And I just, again, I don't think that you fire Kingsbury if you make the playoffs. So I feel like you kind of have to miss the playoffs in order for him to get fired. Because if they do, like if they make the playoffs at this point, they're going to play in some very, very good football down the stretch. And then if they were to lose in the first round, like, you're going to look at, oh, yeah, they played, like, amazing down the stretch after they got Hopkins and all that back. So that's going to give Kingsbury his job security going into next year. So you kind of got to miss the playoffs, I think. Should we uh, should we start the Sean Payton to Arizona rumors? Yeah, Sean, I did actually hear. That's funny you say that because I have been hearing from my sources that Sean Payton is very interested in Arizona. And I think he actually has a timeshare yeah. in Arizona. Mike so. Mike McCarthy's been looking too good in in Dallas lately. Yeah. So, yeah, one of those openings is going to go to Sean Payton. It's got to yeah. be got to be Cliff. So, thanks for coming out, Cliff. Um, you had mentioned Robbie Anderson. Uh, let's talk about that situation. The the Rams and Panthers played um kind of a again a dud of a game in my opinion because. The Rams, this is a game they should have just assaulted the Panthers. And they did win by two touchdowns. They won by 14 points, which you can't really be mad at at the end of the day. But, like, if you're the Super Bowl champions playing a team that's in shambles, and, yes, like the Panthers just fired their coach and everything. But when you're playing a team that's collapsing on the sidelines and their coach literally sends a player in Robbie Anderson to the locker room, 
Like, that's a game that this should be like 45 to 10, where the storyline is the Panthers just absolutely collapse. And I feel like the storyline is why are the Rams just not like themselves at all, other than the Robbie Anderson story. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this game in general and the Robbie Anderson thing as a whole? Um, I love it. I, I absolutely love the sideline altercations. And I love that, like, his hair made that so much better when he got sent off and just took his his helmet off and his hair is just flat, like, everywhere. So I just, I don't know. I love the whole spectacle. I love when players get sent off and go to the locker room. He did get, like, he got traded, like you mentioned. So what, what are your thoughts going around that yes. whole situation? I mean, he just seems like, like somebody – I don't like Robbie Anderson. He like he seems like somebody who is from Florida and just ended up being really good at football and he's just super like he's just from Florida all the time. That's his whole personality is he's from Florida. Uh so I'm not I'm a huge Robbie Anderson fan, but what you were saying with the Rams is like completely right. Like yeah, they won by two touchdowns, but it just doesn't feel dominant yet and Feels like a big time Super Bowl hangover. I I I don't know. Like I I think that they figure something out. Like they're still going to be a playoff team. I would be surprised if they're not just because that who they have is their head coach, and they they still have tons of talent top to bottom on that roster. But the the Panthers are really in the tailspin. They just traded Robbie Anderson. They're going to still trade probably Christian McCaffrey if they could get rid of that contract. Yeah, they're trying. And then. A lot of teams are going to be wanting DJ Moore as well. I know yeah. the Bears are would be smart to trade for a guy. Like even like the Bears would be looking at DJ Moore because he's that good of a talent. The Bears are not contending this year, so he's going to be in very high demand. So I would be surprised if he doesn't get moved. So the Panthers are going to probably only get worse this year. And um I think that's the team that you just kind of circle for probably going to get the number 1 pick this year. I do you see anybody else getting that? Maybe, Maybe the Texans, but I, I, yeah. think the, I, I think the Panthers are a lot more dysfunctional. Yeah, they are. I also, like, uh, there is a part of me that, like, if they don't trade McCaffrey may, and with the, like, interim coach, maybe they can rattle off a few wins just to put them out of the number one um, spot talk. But maybe my final really note from this game and thing that we've kind of been – we've been on and we've been watching recently uh, – Allen Robinson had five, um, five or six targets, five receptions, sixty-three yards. That puts him second among Rams wide receivers. So Matt Stafford found out that he has another wide receiver and didn't just pass to Skronik and Cooper Cup. So he actually finally used Allen Robinson more than he used Skronik. Which, if you're a Rams fan, that has to be kind of promising. And maybe your quarterback is not racist. Yeah, no, it's too little, too late. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the 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 racist claims are already out there. This is this is not enough to get it done. He needs to become your wide receiver one over Cooper okay. Cup if you want to put those uh, okay. allegations to to rest. Okay, in my opinion, you know, is it is is honestly. It would have been it would have been better if Skronik had more targets this week because then it's just like, you know what? At least he's not trying to cover it up. He's yeah. That was that was a very pitiful attempt to be to not be a racist person. Sorry, okay. Matt Stafford. Okay. I I like that. Um, 
But hey, Josh, thanks for defending a racist, I guess. I, I guess. Um, yeah, I can't say that I was defending him. I said maybe he's a little less racist, but um, okay. I was trying to help him out. Sounds, I was trying sounded to, like it sounded like a defensive. To, Somebody who's clearly to, not a good person. I was trying to help him out. Yeah, speaking of defending someone that's not a good person, let's talk about the Browns-Patriots game because both of those uh, fan bases love defending people that aren't good people. So the Patriots have okay, wait, done wait, it wait. again. What? Who, who, which, which Patriots? I, I just got to know, like, who are we talking about with the Patriots specifically here? I mean, you know the one that came to mind first. But we'll go with, it was Tom Brady. Was He's a bad person and they Okay. Him. So. <laughs> gotcha. Because gotcha. I actually have, ev- I have evidence of that. The other one might just be um, a slight assumption. So, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the Patriots have done it again. I said it a few weeks ago. You actually kind of laughed at me. I got to see if I can find the clip. But after he came in, I said, wow, Bailey Zappi is really, really good. And you like kind of laughed it off and we're like, yeah, whatever. I'm not trying to single you out, but that was just kind of the. The vibes of everybody. Hey, it was sounds like, like sounds like you are trying to single. Well, me no, out right no, now. it was just kind of like it, if there were more people on this podcast, everyone would have kind of been like, "Oh, Josh, you're kind of an idiot." And like at work, I was like, "Oh, Bailey's happy. Like he's gonna be good." The day the Patriots did it again. Like I'm so scarred by the Patriots that like I just I know they've done it again, and I knew they did it again. And now everyone's talking about it. This Bailey Zap guy, I I think his name's actually pronounced Zap, but Zappy sounds so much better. Like I don't Pretty know sure how Zappy. You... That's how everybody's been saying. Yes, but I heard I heard one Patriots guy say start saying Zap, called him Bailey Zap. So, so I feel like I so feel you, like you that think could... you, you think you're gonna take you're gonna take the pronunciation of some random asshole from Boston yeah, over but, you know, okay. all of sports media. Well, yes, because <laughs> Cal, like when someone blow what? like this is Boston okay, people can't don't know how to talk correctly. I I understand that. All I'm saying is like when athletes come in, when athletes come in and they make like such a huge impact, like I think in 2016 Pittsburgh Penguins, um, Connor Sherry came in and everyone said his name was Sherry, not Sherry. It was Sherry. And so they just called it. It took till 20. What, what is it happening took, right now? It took you till just, 20. You just said the two. You just said the same name twice. I, no, I'm telling Sherry, you right now. It, Sherry what? and Sherry. Sheary and Sherry. What are you talking Sheer- Connor Sheary versus Sherry. Oh, goodness. You, I mean, the amount of, like, enunciating you have to do just to distinguish okay, those two Okay, my point names. is he played really, but, really well, but he was but, a young guy, <laughs> and so he didn't correct the media for saying his name wrong for two years. I'm telling you, there could be a chance, okay? I like Zappy more. I like Zappy more. It sounds cooler. The Patriots are going to be good again. This is the bane of my existence. I hate this so much. Like, Mac Jones was going to – he was supposed to be the guy that just kind of was mediocre and sucked. Turns out he's Drew Bledsoe. Guess what? Bailey Zappi is going to come in and win 30 more Super Bowls and beat beat Kenny Pickett in the AFC Championship like seven times. And it's just going to – oh, it's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. 
Patriots are back, but guess what? The Browns suck. They're dead. Stefanski's a terrible coach. If we, like, name one thing Stefanski's done that's been good in Cleveland. Like, he's he just created a, mediocre really, teams. Has, wait, 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 wait. You, this is not a rhetorical question. He has, he's grown a really good beard. He's got a good okay. beard. Okay. I'll give him that. He grew a good beard, and he's mismanaged a team that could have been better than they are. Like, he hasn't done anything with them. He hasn't done anything. Like, he's supposed to have these great offenses. He, he, hasn't, he just he hasn't won. He had one good regular season. He hasn't won. He should be on the hot seat. The man, the man hasn't won a big game. So, I should be on the hot seat. Yeah, what? you have Nick Chubb. You're, you're putting Stefanski on the hot seat. You have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and you're throwing the ball with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, no, that's repeatedly. Fair. I just think you're the only. I just think you're the only person that has no, him on the hot seat right he's, now. He's he, okay. I, he should because he's mismanaged every single big moment he's ever been in. He's mismanaged it all. Like, I, I've had a close look. He's mismanaged it. He has not been a great coach. Like, I don't know. Maybe they could have beat the Steelers last year if he would have been smart. Like, the Steelers have a terrible run game, and he throws the ball with Baker Mayfield, who has a broken shoulder. Like, I, I'm genuinely asking if anyone, like, can anyone tell me what Stefanski's done? That's good. In Cleveland. I just Other told than grow you. A beard. Other than grow a beard. Oh. Okay. Related to okay, football, okay. what has... <laughs> Uh, oh, I, I'm waiting. What has Stefanski done related to football that that is good and shows that he's a good coach? Brought in Deshaun Watson. <laughs> See, yeah. When did he become the Stuff. coach? When did Stuff. when did Stefanski become the coach? I think three years ago. Sounds right. Is is right after Freddie Kitchens? But I mean, uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean he made the, that was, he that took was some, a tough game. For, Continue. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, it's a tough game for the Browns. The Patriots look. I mean, they, they look legit in the AFC. They they look the AFC. Uh, AFC East is tough now too, because the, the Jets look better now. You got the Bills. You got the Patriots. The Dolphins. That's a. That's actually a really really deep division right now. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't know if you want to kind of switch it up into the into the yeah, Jets game here, just, Josh. Yes, yeah, but here we go. I looked at Stefanski became coach in 2020, signed a five-year deal, buy him out right now, Cleveland. I'm just saying. I am telling you. I'm giving you advice. He's not a good coach. He hasn't won. He made you a mediocre team, and he is not taking you past that threshold despite having players that could make you a good team. Um, you haven't won anything with Stefanski. Coaching. So I, I was right. I was right three years. You didn't even have to look yes. it up. You should just trust him. So, my word. I, that's all I'm but saying. Is let's, you were right. let's get into uh, <sighs> let, let's get into the the Packers Jets game here. Yeah, I'll uh, let that you game take was this awesome. One, the Jets are the Jets are looking better. Uh, even though if you if you watch the game, Zach Wilson didn't put up really great numbers. He actually had a couple of really bad throws in the game. Like he could have easily thrown an interception in the end zone on, on a drive against mm-hmm. against the Packers. Uh, the Packers special teams remains uh, still very bad. They had a blocked field goal or a block, blocked a block punt for a touchdown and a blocked field goal as well. But that one didn't go for a touchdown. 
Yeah. Sauce Gardner uh, has looked great for the Jets. He's looking like he might be a top five corner in the NFL already. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome for the and Jets. They got a stud name. just covering up half the field. Yes. Well, yeah. Nickname. Uh, yeah. Sauce Gardner. Great. Great nickname. Sick name. And um, Mr. Sauce. Yeah. Packers just really don't look good. That's two straight losses to two straight New York teams. And the Packers are down to three and three. They are two games back of the Vikings in the division. They don't show a lot of life on offense at all right now. And Josh, what's the problem in Green Bay right now? Is it Aaron Rodgers' hair? Yes. Yeah, I was actually – I was just going to say that. I, that was what I was going to answer if you would have given me a chance to answer that. So, um, yes, it is. Okay. It is, it is Aaron Rodgers' hair. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's it's bad in, in Green Bay. Like, so I, I, I don't know. The, the receivers haven't been good for Rodgers, I guess. But they, they just – there's no momentum on offense – Aaron Rodgers missed throws that he that he's made a lot of times. Um, and this was I mean, sp- kind of supposed to be the year for the Packers. They had they had that yeah. great defense coming back this year, and it's like, oh, we finally get the defense to go with Aaron Rodgers. But you didn't give him any receivers this year. He has good running backs. I just I, I don't know what the issue is because I feel like with with guys like Rodgers and Mahomes and Brady, it's like. Even if you give them just average, even maybe like some slightly below average receivers, they still make them look good. They get them big contracts wherever they go next and then inevitably don't perform. But he hasn't really made any of, uh, made any of his receivers look exceptional this year. And no, that, and that's what feels like most different right now. Yeah, I'm about to do something for you here. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the schedules. If if the Bears win a couple of these games that they aren't supposed to, the Packers have a gauntlet to go through. And they're going to play some tough teams. I mean, they play the Commanders on Sunday, so that should be a blowout win. But, like, I don't know. They're going to – there are two games here where you're playing the Falcons. You play the Falcons and – the Eagles, maybe? Or do they play the Eagles, too? No, you play the Falcons and the Patriots. You play the Falcons and the Patriots, okay? The Packers have the Rams and the Titans. I would say the Rams and the Titans are harder to beat than the Falcons and the Patriots. So, there's a chance that the Bears can be better than the Packers this year. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I think it's a possibility. Your schedules are identical, basically outside of that. So I don't know. Well, that, Beat the Packers. That would be great because the the Packers were playing for some sports history on Sunday. Yeah. They were playing for the all time NFL lead and wins over the Bears. And they couldn't get that. Couldn't get it. Uh, maybe this will just be something the Bears keep forever. That'd be that'd be super great for my mental health. I don't think it'll happen, but. You know, just so I don't kill myself one day. That would be awesome if it didn't. No, I'm going to – sorry. I, I just looked at I'm, – I'm happy. I think I'm buying in on the Bears. The Bears are back. The Bears are back. 
The Packers have a terrible schedule Bears, coming up. Bears, the Bears are back. Bears are back because the Packers look bad. I, the Bears are back. That's great. I, you, you see Sauce Gardner wearing the cheese head? That was hilarious. As he's w- walking off the field. That was yeah. hilarious. But it, Brees Hall, by the way, um, still looked amazing again. So I've been on that train. Yeah. He's going to continue to be on that train where he, he have, looked really, really good. Wait, have you? You laughed at me for saying he might be an MVP candidate. But I didn't say he was going to win the MVP, <laughs> but he could be an MVP candidate. <laughs> I'm still going to laugh at you for that one. That's fine. Yeah. He's that dude. <laughs> Wait, you, should, you shouldn't have laughed at me for saying that. Brees Hall, MVP? No, I'm still going to laugh at you for that. Just because he's looked at a couple times doesn't mean that's not I said he could be. Ridiculous. Guess what? Yankees yeah. just advanced. They beat a Cleveland team, so it's a good day for Josh. Cleveland lost. Um, there you go. And this is definitely recording Josh. on Monday night when the game was ha- totally happening. But Yeah, for sure. Yes. Which uh, which game do you want to go to next here, Josh? Um, let's see. Let's just quickly let's do a couple rapid fire games here. Um, so I've got the Forty ers played the Falcons. The Falcons won. The Falcons like decent. Did they look decent there? Um, oh, the top twenty five comes out tonight for or the college football playoff. We get that tonight. Um, for the first time. So that's a thing. But sorry, I was, I just noticed that. I didn't know that was a thing. And um but yeah, let's do you have anything on that game? Because Falcons kinda looked yeah, good. Got, they had they I had Bud Lights in the things. locker room. That was really sick. Um I really liked the, that. The Falcons so. yeah, the Falcons are like the the friskiest team right now in the NFL. Yeah. They are they can sneak out any win. Kyle Pitts finally got his touchdown. That's awesome. Uh, Arthur yep. Smith might actually be a good coach. This is an all-time uniform game. The Falcons had their red helmets, like their throwback red helmets. It was great. That's sick. Like, I, I don't know. The, the Falcons, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm kind of excited because you going into the season, looking at the talent on that Falcons roster, it just looked awful. Like, they had no one. Marcus Mariota is your starting quarterback. I haven't seen him start at quarterback in, like, three years. Since so there's – and he's at, he's played he's played fine. Their run game's been very nice. Like you've had mm-hmm. guys fill in for Cordero Patterson since he went down. Good weapons on offense. They're just like I, I don't. It's it's a great time to be a Falcons fan because they're over they're outperforming their expectations yeah. by a lot right now. Yeah, they, they are, and they're they like you said they're a fun team to watch. Um, they're gonna it's gonna come back to bite them though at some point when. Mariota actually has to make like that game winning play and stuff because I still don't he's I still know he's not that good. I thought there I think there's some stat that like they are undefeated when he has to throw less than like fifteen times or something like that, and they just ran the ball down their throats. Um so it was it congrats to the Falcons. Um the helmets looked sick. That was really the highlight of this game for me. Uh another game that was to me kind of a whatever game and I again I feel like these two teams play all the time like I feel like they play four times a year the Colts and Jaguars uh Colts winning they win a game against the Jags it was in Indy so this is kind of home team dominates this one but I don't think either team's really walking away from this game very excited and happy like 
we're back. We're going to be good. We're one step away. Like it, it's just, it was Colts and Jags. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, at least he had Matt Ryan, like finally looking good. I, he threw for well over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So that was 389. That was good. Yeah. He almost was at yeah. 400. He, he, he had a great game, which he, so. he's needed one. He's been really bad so far, but the Jags, man. Oh, that's a game you got to pull out. And me, yeah. as as a Jags backer, who's in, in on them making the playoffs, I'm still in on it. Uh, you got you got to pull that one out. You got to hold your rival on that on that two minute drive to kind of flip the script on your entire franchise. Because yeah. Trevor Lawrence, he led the game winning drive. He had it all, and now you just need your defense to make one stop, and they can't do no. that, unfortunately. It, yeah. So that that really hurts. Everyone listen to Totally Unbiased Sports where the Cardinals have a worse chance of making the playoffs than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. <laughs> True, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's it, was, it was an interesting game. Um, let's go over to the AFC North here. A couple games. Uh, the Bengals played the Saints. Joe Burrow, Again, awesome in the Superdome. That's probably the biggest story out of this game, I would say, is that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase don't really lose in the Superdome. If they could, pl- if they could play, if they were on the Saints, I don't think the Saints would ever lose again because they just play so good in the Superdome. And the Saints had them. The Bengals looked terrible in the first half. Um, and then the Bengals did that thing that they did all of the, the end of last year, and they just popped off in the second half. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? Because I was kind of looking at it excited that there might be an upset and the Bengals would lose again. I'm still not convinced the Bengals are a great team, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, and the Saints, the, this is just, man, w- watching the Saints play it's, and Andy Dalton, I, I was just like, sucks. why did Andy Dalton ever decide to go to the Bears? Because yeah, he, like, if you just throw a couple like this is a guy he was a starting quarterback for the Bengals for nine years before yeah. he became a backup in the NFL. So like if you're gonna go and be a backup somewhere, which I think he was thought he was gonna be a starter with the Bears, like go to some place that has offensive weapons because he's actually looked yeah. somewhat competent in New Orleans. Like oh yeah, like oh I, he could actually start for a couple teams like he's better than their starting quarterbacks and that's it that's a game that the saints really need to close out because they experience where you find like your strength is on your defense with the saints you have all your vets there your former defensive coordinators now your head coach you got you got to put up a stop something in the second half against the Bengals because they, they did dominate this game for a second there. Yeah. but just And, I mean, yeah, like away. I said, I think that I, I will say the Bengals are probably a very good team. I wouldn't say they're a great team this year. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of time do you think, left in that. But, do you think yeah. uh, Andy Dalton – do you think Andy Dalton's a better option for the Saints than Jameis? Because he's been better than Jameis this year. I think in a way, yes. Because I feel like Jameis does better when – like, the Saints need to play a very structured style of offense due to their offensive personnel. Jameis thrives more on that chaotic, like, oh, we'll just throw the ball up and hope, like, you know, make a play or something like that. Just go out and play some backyard-style football. The Saints have been very, like, 
with the whole Taysom, end of Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing, they've been very, like, meticulous and gadgety and slant rowdy and stuff like that, where it's, like, kind of, you know, more your boring style of offense as opposed to a free-flowing, just draw it in the dirt, go see what happens. Like, Jameis is a very reactionary quarterback. Andy Dalton, you have to plan for a lot more, and I feel like the Saints offense is a lot more planned and meticulous than chaotic and sporadic like I weirdly enough Jameis would probably I guess it's not really weirdly enough but like Jameis would be a better backup or he would be a better quarterback in Kansas City because of the style of offense that they're used to than he is if Kansas City played like the style of offense that the Saints do kind of if that makes any I would, sense, I all. would love to see it, and like, I, would, I would love to see Andy Reid and Jameis paired with each oh, other. Like, don't that's, you think? I, I genuinely that, that's all that answer gave me is how much I want to see that now. Like, I genuinely think that Jameis Winston would be. I mean, there's a, he wouldn't win those. He wouldn't lead those like last minute drives, but like he would. The Chiefs would be a good team with Jameis Winston as quarterback for sure. They would still be able to make an AFC Championship game with Jameis, one hundred percent. Just the way that offense goes, if they didn't, they wouldn't have to change anything. So maybe like, but yeah, Andy Reid and Jameis just on the sidelines would be unbe- It would be unbelievable to watch. Like, yeah. I I I'd feel like it. most of their conversation would be like, "Hey, Jameis, you got any of them crab legs? I'm kind of hungry." But like, you know, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For so, sure. More. Another, we mentioned the Jets and how they're a very surprising team. The Giants are like, there's something in the air in New York. The New York football teams are playing very, very good football right now. Dable, unbelievable coach. Like, he's gotten these guys to play for him because I don't think the Giants, outside of Barkley, who's having a really, really good year, like, they, are a, they aren't a very talented team by any means. Like, Daniel Jones... I'm sorry. I don't think he's a talented quarterback. Like, and I don't think many people are disagreeing with me on that. But the Giants just managed to keep winning. And I guess, like, if you won with Eli Manning, you can win with Daniel Jones. I feel like it's the Spider-Man meme if those two are standing in a room. So, I don't know. The Giants are fun. I don't, okay, the Giants are good. I won't say they're fun. Like, I'm, not, I'm still not going to choose to watch a Giants game. But uh, it was... It's a good game, Lamar. This, this is a game you got to win, buddy. It's a game you got to win if you want to be considered one of the great quarterbacks. Got to find a way to beat the New York Football Giants. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And they, this is again like the Ravens are having these issues. And if you look at the scores that they've had and the leads they've had in some of these games that they've blown, they the offense becomes stagnant in the second half and they are not getting the defense. They do not have a good defense. This is like, I mean, this is just, this is unheard of for the Ravens. They're one of those teams that always has a good defense. Even on the bad years of their defense, they still have a good defense, and they just have a terrible defense now. So, yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, with uh, with this game, I can't believe the Giants are still only have one loss on the year. That That's crazy, because... After every single Giants game, like they've beaten some good teams this year too. And if you're like a fan of one of those teams that's been beaten by the Giants, I feel like 
after the game, you're like, well, the Giants are a better team this year. Uh, you, you're, not, you're not saying that. You're saying, like, wow, we just played our worst game in, like, five years, yeah. it feels and, like. Oh, we lost. Like, we lost to the they, Giants. They just have... Yeah, they just, like, they make you feel, like, I, and I, I think the Giants are actually good. I, they're obviously not in Super Bowl contention yeah. or anything good. Yeah. But it's just, like, they do enough to throw you off your game, at least. And, you know, that's I, that's the makings of a very frisky team. They they might be frisk, the friskiest team in the NFL. Yeah, you kind of Although the record it. says they're beyond frisky. <laughs> This is gonna okay. This is where it's gonna fall apart. I, my prediction for this Giants team is as soon as the national media said exactly what you said there, where you were like, "Yeah, when your team loses, you're like, oh, we just lost to the Giants." There's gonna be a point where they're gonna be winning, and the national media is gonna go like, "Okay, now the script needs to flip." Where when teams have lost to the Giants, you're like, "Oh, that was actually like a quality loss. Like that wasn't a bad thing. The Giants are a good team." And that's when they're going to go on like a five-game skid as soon as the national media and ESPN and everyone gets to that point where they're like, oh, yeah, like that loss to the Giants was actually not a bad loss. Like the Ravens, one of their only losses was to the Giants, who are really, really good right now. So maybe the Ravens aren't that bad. That's when they're going to go on that skid and just lose all the games they shouldn't. So, um, yeah, at least that's I definitely, I I that's my I definitely see that happening. the the Giants are just like they're they're a team that they never 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 have they performed exactly how people expect them to. No, they're the Cardinals. They're, they're going to be last either, year's Cardinals. Yeah, they they either let you down or they win the Super Bowl. That's yeah. that's all there is with the Giants. But, so they need to start uh, letting people down real soon. Yeah, they re- they really really do. They're not they're not winning at all. So we have two games left. We we Can have we? one more game. Two? I think one more. Did we talk right? about the Vikings and Dolphins? No, we didn't. What's the other? Oh, yeah, we could. Yeah, Steelers, of course. Um, um, so Vikings, let's, Dolphins. Let's do Vikings and yeah, let's do that here real quick. Uh, Minnesota, two straight weeks that they won a game because the team driving fumbled the ball. Jalen Waddle, huge fumble to end that game. I will say that it, it is kind of funny. With this new concussion rule, uh, the Dolphins were once again hurt by it today. Uh, they had to start Skylar Thompson. Yep. And uh, he got hurt. And because of the new concussion rule, they had to put in Teddy Bridgewater. And Skylar Thompson actually played much better than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But rarely do you ever see like a rule put in place and it is instantly hurting the team that it was put in place specifically for like the, the only team that's really been that affected by the new concussion rule is, is the dolphins until and it's now like, it's like how often like like when you're when you're driving in your car and you want to switch in a lane where the traffic is going faster how often does the traffic actually continue to go faster the nfl Never. has to feel amazing at this rule change right now They're like oh we got yes we got the dolphins it worked yeah but perfect I have a little bit of a theory. The Dolphins did all this to keep Kenny Pickett out of the game on Sunday night. Um, and the Steelers are about to get screwed over in a game against the Dolphins if Kenny Pickett cannot play in this game. Um, but anyway, that might yeah, be for that something would, else. That We're would getting be the ahead. reason. We're getting that would ahead be the reason the Steelers lose. I'm telling you right now, like, 
all of a sudden, I don't know, Tua's now magically fine, and he's going to play on Sunday night, and yeah. now I don't get my star he's, quarterback. To play? What do you mean? What what do you what do you mean? All of a sudden, he's magically fine. It's been three weeks. I don't know protocol. Maybe what if he gets hit in the head again? Yeah, then who are we gonna no, fire? Who are we gonna blame? That, I think it's Sto- that I did really, not answer my question. I hate the I hate the, I, <laughs> I hate the concussion rule because I think I said I was like if it's my guy that gets out, like I want him to be cleared. Like clear Kenny Pickett, let him play in the game. Like he's a tough man, he can play. I was mad he didn't come back in. But anyway, let's talk about. The Steelers Buccaneers. Um, number so, one. So just no, we we're just not going to talk about one. Vikings Dolphins. I at thought all we just then. did. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, so we, you, I talked about it, and then you said the concussion rule was actually put in place bec- to to make the Steelers lose. That's that it was is. your input into the Vikings <laughs> Dolphins was. game. It what was. do you mean? We just talked about it. <laughs> it was. It was thirty degrees hotter on the Vikings sideline than the Dolphins sideline. that's the only highlight i saw of this game is the thermometer what what from this game should we talk about other than no it's fine no we can talk about we've already moved on what do we want to talk about we've already moved on teddy bridgewater passed for 229 yards dalvin cook caught or rushed for 77 yards um Taysom hill had 177 (laughs) yards of receptions uh, I don't know. It was it, the the attendance was sixty six thousand one hundred people. This game only took three hours and seven minutes, so that's not really too bad. Um, Dolphins actually deferred on the coin toss, so I, I Brad Rogers as the referee didn't make too many like controversial calls or anything like that. So I just think and like shout out to Aaron Santi, the field judge. He looked he looked pretty good as well. Out there. Big up to um, Aaron Santi, man. But yeah, the Vegas the Vegas had the Vikings minus three and a half, so they covered. <laughs> Still going. <It's> just, <laughs> it was it was good. I mean, Miami had more first downs than Minnesota. If you look at it, twenty three to eleven. It was. It's just, there we go. That's hey. There's it, some insight right there. Like, that was it was crazy. I mean, like the. The, the big thing to me is Miami was sacked six times for 33 yards. Minnesota was only sacked three times for 19 yards. And that's just not a formula for winning. So that right there, all you have to look at is the sacks if you want to see why. True. And it was, I mean. it's a good point. You fought, and if you're Miami, you fumbled twice, you lost one of them. So you really got to get on that. Um, maybe some that's ball security. That's a good point, too. Ball, that's ball a great security. point. Ball security drills, and then I don't know. I if I'm the Dolphins, I'm also gonna like you outpossessed Minnesota too. You outpossessed them, Josh. Josh, what you've done now is like you've you've gone so long (laughs) that you've actually provided real insight to what happened to the game. This is and it's it's unbelievable. I I actually I understand why the Vikings won and why the Dolphins lost. Now, thank you. This is the first time we've actually. Use the numbers to support any of our arguments. And my, I mean, Miami goes one for two We're doing on fourth it sarcastically. down. Miami yeah. goes one for two on fourth down. You've got to complete. You got to be a hundred percent on fourth down if you want to win the big games. That's just science. So some would say. Some would say. Oh. So Josh, Mitch, right? Can we? So I, we need to get. We need to start and tell the story correctly because first off, wait. No, I just the started Ste- it with Mitch, though. Come on. The Steelers scored a first-quarter touchdown. 
a first drive Ooh. touchdown. The Steelers scored a first drive touchdown. Ooh. I was so excited when that happened. And then this is where I just I had so much joy. I had so much joy because I was so nervous going into this game. And I mean, like, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be honest. I, I wasn't like very warm and welcoming to Tom Brady coming back to Pittsburgh. Um Why I not? did want him I did want him to lose. I hate Tom Brady. He's the bane oh. of Pittsburgh's existence. But guess what? Tom Brady has not won a game in Acrisure Stadium. So say something nice about Acrisure. Tom Brady's not won. Tom Brady, I just watched him lose his last game in Pittsburgh, which was very, very fun for me. And not only did he lose, like, honestly, this game, I, the, the announcers and co- the commentators kept talking about this game like it was some big, like, defensive struggle. And somehow the, the Steelers' defense, who has none of their members of the secondary, like everyone, all their starters in the secondary, the entire secondary, cornerback safeties, everyone, all of them were out. And... The Steelers' defense plays lights out without T.J. Watt, too. This is the first time since T.J. Watt was drafted the Steelers won a game without T.J. Watt, which is an absolutely insane stat to even think about. It was 0-8. and and also, Wait, like, is, that, is this, that actually true? Yes, this was – they are, like, they are now oh, one – No, they are one I win – I thought you were exaggerating. In, no, they're one win, eight losses with T.J. Watt not in the um, – not in the lineup now. So it's – it, there were in like, and I think that's why there's this narrative in Pittsburgh that T.J. Watt's always hurt. And I think, like, I mean, his entire career he's missed nine games. I think it's because the Steelers have never, like, until Sunday they had never won a game he didn't play in. So that just magnifies the, like his loss and him not being in there because everyone just talks about he's not in there. But it was pretty. It was a pretty sloppy game. Vegas had Tampa Bay favored by nine and a half points. I'm sitting there like, okay, this is, there's a chance. Like, I didn't, I'm not high on, I didn't think the Bucs were good. They were getting that Tom Brady, like, favor line. Tom Brady sucks. He's washed. Um, He's actually now officially washed, and he did it. Thank God. Like, we all, we were all talking about how, like, oh, when, how long is Brady going to be able to play for? How long is he going to play for? And then he retired, and everyone was like, oh, I feel like he could have played longer. He should have stayed retired. Like, I do, but I do love, I love that we get to watch Tom Brady look absolutely, completely, and utterly pathetic. And he's not only looking pathetic on the football field, he's looking pathetic in his marriage, in his life, outside of football. He's looking pathetic, in, he's looking pathetic in the media. He's a sad old oh man who is now looking around and he has nobody. He doesn't, he, he lost his favorite teammate. Gronk is going to return, by the way. But he lost his favorite teammate and his wife in the same year. And they both left him. They both left him because Gronk still healthy enough. He could still catch a few balls. Like, don't play ever down by any means. But, like, and at key moments, put Gronk out there. He can still do it. They both left him. He's a sad old man. And he went to another sad old man's wedding on Friday night. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of things that Brady's doing that he's getting away with where – I remember, and the Pittsburgh media is a lot harder on quarterbacks, but Big Ben got Wednesdays off. And when the Steelers were sucking last year, everyone was jumping all over him being like, well, maybe he should be practicing on Wednesdays and be there. Tom Brady's getting Wednesdays off, and I don't hear anyone saying maybe he should be there. They're like, oh, I feel so bad for him. And then he decides to go to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night, and he missed all the team activities on Saturday. 
a bad teammate much. I don't know. Your team's struggling, and you're just going to go party at a wedding? Doesn't seem very cool, Tom Brady. Um, but anyway. Robert Kraft got married? Yes, he did. Oh, good for good for him finally yeah. finding love at the right yeah. age of 80. He, I know. He's going to be dead soon, so um, poor guy. But, like, yeah, and it's that's – I don't feel bad for him at all. But yeah, so like Belichick, guess who, guess what? Belichick didn't go. He won the game. I think there's a direct correlation between going to the wedding and winning the football game. Yes, Kellen. So this all brings us back to my original question. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Mitch? I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I need to get there. I need to get there. So this does not bring us back to that because I loved watching. Tom Brady crumble before my very eyes. Like there were a few moments, the the best thing, and I've watched it on repeat. I've watched this so many times. It's so, it's pretty perverted of me that I've watched it this many times. The Steelers causing Tom Brady to have an all time meltdown on the sidelines, screaming and spitting all over his offensive line which if I'm one of them, I have no respect for him because you didn't even show up to the team activities, and now you're going to come yell at me, and I've been there. I practice every single day of the week, and I don't go to an old man's 80th birthday party or 90th birthday party, 99th birthday party. I don't know. He's got one foot in the ground. Like, or wedding. It wasn't even a birthday party. I just yeah, brought his age in there for no reason. I thought it was reason. a wedding. It was a wedding. It was a wedding, and there's soon going to be a funeral. So guess what? Um, I don't know. I'm not taking that. And then the moment – that it all came together in the big, like the climax of everything where I felt amazing. It's third and one. Tom Brady gets under center. You know, the quarterback sneak is coming. The Steelers don't have their first string defense at all. They're beaten. They're battled. They're worn. They they should be pushed over. And Tom Brady goes for the quarterback sneak that is automatic. He gets 100 out of 100 of them. And he gets stuffed by the Steelers' defense. And that was like that was pure nirvana for me, watching the Steelers finally defeat him. They finally did. They finally got him. They finally have defeated him. And it felt very, very good to watch. But to your question, thoughts and prayers to Kenny Pickett? He got lit up. He died. Kenny Pickett died. Um, Mitchell Trubisky, kudos to him. I, I say something nice about Mitch. He he handled the benching very, very well. It's almost like he maybe has been benched a time or two before. He handled it very, very well. He came out, and he was ready to go. He didn't pout. He didn't do anything. Kenny Pickett went down. The Steelers' offense needed a few big moments, and Mitch looked really, really, really good. I'm going to say... He made some big throws that game. He made some huge throws. He made a few great runs. He ultimately won the Steelers the game. And it it was very, very promising. I did love what I saw. Two things on this, though. The times the Steelers looked best were at the first... When they clearly were running the scripted plays, their offense looked best the first drive when they were clearly running scripted plays. Everything was fine. And then they looked really, really good when Mitch came in and you know that you have to change the game plan because you have a different quarterback in. And Mitch didn't have time to think about anything. 
He didn't have time to overthink it. He just went out there. He reacted to what he saw. He made great plays. And I, I'm not trying to discount Mitch. Like this, this really isn't me trying to discount Mitch. But the Steelers wide receivers actually made catches this game. Like there were a few. Like that third down and 16. Mitch makes that an unbelievable throw. Two weeks ago, Mitch makes that throw and it's dropped. Like so, it was great to see the complimentary football. And then we finally saw. At the end of the game, four minutes left, the Steelers have the ball at their own like 20-yard line or something. They march down the field, and they run a four-minute offense, and they run it out. They run the clock out. That was Mitch had a good run. Mitch had a few good throws. Um, Najee Harris, they had a few good third downs. Najee Harris had a few good runs. Um, I still do think Najee Harris kind of sucks. Like, I really don't think he's a great running back at all. I think he was very overhyped coming out of Alabama. I still have not seen him with a good offensive line in the NFL, but I feel like if you're that great of a running back, right, you're going to sort of create your own holes um, and create opportunities for yourself. And, like, I don't know, he seems a little hesitant. I know he dealt with a broken foot or whatever, and he's been running with a plate, but I don't know. And so Mitch looked really good. He did the job that we were asked for, um, that, that he was asked to do, that we were asking of him. I liked that the Steelers won. Come Sunday night, I don't know what they do. I don't I don't want the Steelers to get into a two-quarterback system. I really don't want that because I don't think that's good for anybody involved. Um, I will say I think if Kenny Pickett is healthy, I think they're going to start Kenny Pickett. But it was great to see that from Mitch, knowing that you kind of like have it. And he did it at home too, which I think was really good for all the Pittsburgh fans to see that he's capable of that. You have a guy capable of that. And I think we'll feel a lot confident a lot more confident going into Sunday if Mitch is the starter because of that. He looked really good. I'll give him that. I still like, I don't, he's not going to be obviously the, he's, he's still not the long-term answer because we've had, if he was a long-term answer, the bears wouldn't, well, the bears might've passed on him because they do do that. But like bills aren't just going to let him walk. If he was that good, like they would have figured out some way just in case Josh Allen. So I don't know. I, he did the he did the job he was supposed to do, and he did lead a great, great, great drive, couple drives. So congratulations! Um, he threw the first touchdown pass to a Steelers wide receiver this year. Um, yeah, that we're in week five or whatever when this happens, and we'll see. I it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Couple things post game. I saw this hilarious one. Someone took the interview with Mitch at the end of the game, and sit and like put the audio of Ricky Bobby's interview in Talladega Nights where he's like, I'm the best there ever is or whatever. Like they put that audio behind Mitch talking and that was hilarious to me. Um, Second thing. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this was, I got to see if I can find the audio and play it. Cause I'm not, I'm not sure if this was who this was directed to, but the Steelers, there was a video of all of them. Um, coming back into the locker room, and there was a very interesting altercation that happened. So in this video, in said video, you see Steelers offensive coordinator, because this is them all walking into the locker room and kind of high-fiving, celebrating. You see Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada walk in. And the Steelers play calling this game was atrocious, by the way. Um, walk in, he hugs somebody, he kind of keeps walking, a few steps behind him is kicker Chris Boswell, 
who says very clearly the words, it ain't because of you, I can guarantee you that much. And I don't know if he's saying that to Matt Canada. The video appears as if he's saying that to Matt Canada. Which would be hilarious. Which is true. Hilarious. The other person he maybe would be saying it to is Arthur Millette. But I feel like that's less likely because Millette actually did play really, really well. So, I hope... I hope Chris Boswell was saying that to him as he was celebrating. Because that is... Just hilarious to me. Um, that's that. Uh, Tom Brady, poor, pathetic man. He's dead. He's deader than dead. And I'm glad. I honestly am glad he came back for this year because I've gotten to see him absolutely look pathetic and just look like a pathetic man. And now, for his own ego's sake, he doesn't have to share a Hall of Fame class with Ben Roethlisberger where there would be more Steelers fans than Tom Brady fans in the building, which that's just science. Well, that's... Like there, there just genuinely would be. So, wow, that yeah. felt good. That was therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Big game for the Steelers. Like ha- had to feel amazing. Um, I just talked for like, yeah, I mean, you said, you said it perfectly. Um, yeah, I guess we could kind of just throw it to our segments then, right? Yeah. Real quick. Um, the NHL's back, the Penguins two. Oh, and one, um, they're dead. They blew a two nothing lead last night. They suck. They, they went from having, they were on like, I don't know. You can just look at, look at it like this. They had three players going into the game last night on an 82 goal pace. Um, they now only have one player on an 82 goal pace and they're no longer on 164 game or a point pace. So that's just, they've fallen off the wagon completely. Uh, yeah. And the NHL has been – it's been fun to watch. I love that hockey is back. Um, it just seems like teams are having teams are having fun. There's a lot of young talent. I know I say this every year. There's just a lot of young talent, so it's pretty fun to see. Um, but we'll, we'll get more in-depth into the NHL as the season continues to unfold. One thing I do need to get off my chest related to the NHL season is ESPN Plus sucks. ESPN Plus is terrible. They have ruined hockey streaming. The reason I say that is I have watched four different games this year on ESPN+. Plus. I've watched more than four games, but I've watched at least four of these games, not all the same teams either, where the audio on ESPN+, Plus has been at least oh my God. a second and a half yes. faster than the video. This is a major yeah. issue. This is a, especially it, with it's hockey. It's like why... It's like watching a video game. It's yes. like you 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 know what's happening before it happens. It's it's awful. Like it, it's so bad and it ruins the game of hockey. There are other sports that it might like football maybe it will be okay with cuz they don't always like call it as it's happening, but like if I'm hearing that Crosby's shooting the puck and Brian Rust still has the puck in the corner and he's going to make two more passes before it gets to Crosby like, that's pathetic, ESPN. It's a huge problem, and it's made it, like, unbearable to watch a hockey game. You have to mute the hockey game to be able to watch it. So it's a big it's a yeah. big issue. I hope ESPN Plus can fix it. And I was hoping it was just me, and then I found out that it's been other people. So it's so bad, you wouldn't expect it from a 
uh, a streaming service like ESPN, really, like you would think that they would know how to stream a game considering the fact that they stream millions and millions of sporting events, but it sucked. It was terrible. So let's go ahead. Let's get into our segments now. Um, Kellen, what have you got? Yeah, uh, let's – or do you have any questions first? I don't have I don't any. have. I don't have any questions. Okay. Well, then we'll go player coach fan base uh, of the week here. Uh, let's start with fan base of the week. Josh, who do you have? Oh, I don't I don't know where I want to go with this one. Um, I have two fan bases of the week. So, first fan base of the week is a fan base that knocked off the number 1 team in college football over the weekend in the Grand Valley State Lakers fans. We are now number 1 in the country, we knocked off our rival that we hadn't beaten six years to claim the number one spot in the country. Playoffs run through Allendale. Um, felt good to do it on their turf. And that's all I'm going to say there. So that's my first fan base of the week. Um, a certain marketing director, I'm not going to name names, but whoever the marketing director at Grand Valley is, got three full student buses took it up. We infiltrated the stadium. I don't, I don't know who filled three buses full of students and then packed the opposing team's stadium. Not only has this marketing director managed to pack the home stadium for Grand Valley, they're now packing away stadiums for Grand Valley. So it's, it's pretty impressive feat. That might be my player of the week. Actually might have to be the marketing director at Grand Valley. Spoiler alert, but. No, don't take mine. Don't take mine. (laughs) My other fan base of the week or, I'll let you take. I'll let you take the second fan base of the week, if you want no, 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 it. I'll no, give it to go you for now. It. I, I, I got, I got two others. Don't you, you take it. You take it. Okay, my other fan base of the week: Tennessee fans, volunteer fans, Tennessee Vols, um, Rocky Top. That was that was amazing. They beat Alabama. I would like to say I called it. I did call it. I said that that was going to happen. I did say it was going to be by two scores. So I was wrong on that one. Admit when you're wrong. I did say Tennessee was going to win by two scores. I did not predict they were going to win on probably one of the most atrocious kicks I've ever seen in my entire life. But it went through, and that building was unbelievable. Tennessee fans got a celebration for a lifetime. It was so cool to watch. And, yeah, that's – that is – I mean, that's just, it's my fan base of the week. Like, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable seeing that scene. And to do it at home, 108,000 people just pouring onto the field. It's a nightmare for the people working. But, like, that is so cool. And they only got fined $100,000 for it. Like. Yeah, you know, I I got a a job offer from Tennessee. You should take it. And I turned it down. You should have taken it. I turned it down. Because, like. Yeah, I probably should have. What's so funny to me, though, is that they the NCAA fines Tennessee $100,000. If Tennessee came out and said, everyone in attendance, we need you to donate, it would be less than a dollar for everyone in attendance for them to cover that cost. There's nobody that's like, no, I'm not going to give you a dollar because we beat Alabama and we stormed the field. 
Like, oh, they I could, would say that. I would say like, that. You're not going to, you wouldn't, if Baylor knocked off Alabama and they find Baylor $100,000, you wouldn't give Baylor like 50 cents. What? Why would students be, students already give the university so much money? Like, uh, okay, why, but why, why would they be paying them more? I'm, I, well, a donor's going to cover it, but like, yeah. you, you wouldn't exactly. be so. That's why. That's I know, but why you I wouldn't, wouldn't pay. be. Oh, but if they, okay, you wouldn't give Baylor fifty cents for Baylor to beat Alabama at Baylor. You wouldn't pay fifty cents for that. You wouldn't <laughs> okay, pay fifty to, cents for, for them, them to, to beat Alabama. It, yeah, that's not the question, though. You just <laughs> completely changed the question. What are you talking about? You like, saying my fifty cents gets the win? Then yeah. Tell, of okay, Kellen. Here, that's here not we go. What you asked. Baylor, Baylor is going to beat Alabama in Waco, and after that happens, you're going to have to pay fifty cents. Do you say no? No, of course not. You say not. no. I would but rather. That's not the See? question. See? That's not like, the question, though. You, you're changing the order of everything here. <laughs> All I'm saying is, people would take that deal to be able to beat Alabama, and they had to pay fifty cents after. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I'm saying, it's not like it's not egregious that they're asking for it by any means. They didn't like, ask. No, they didn't <laughs> ask. They didn't ask for it. Yeah, they just well, said they were fine. I, I don't. Yeah, it just I was it doesn't putting in, matter. Like I was just putting it in perspective that it would I, be less than a dollar for everyone. I think the fine is funny that in the way that it is less than a dollar per fan that was in the game. If they were, if the fans were to like. Oh yeah, we'll all chip in to pay off the fine. Like, it would be less than. Oh yeah, I got, I got what you're saying. That was my goal. Just you, 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 yeah, it was my goal. I understand. That was my goal. Who's your, who's your completely. fan base of the week? Who's your fan base of the week? Um, my fan, my first fan base of the week is of course Illinois fans. Man, yeah, for the first time since 2002, 20 years. Both the football and basketball team are ranked at the same time, which is wonderful. Illinois Illinois sports are back. That's it feels amazing. Um, I'm, I'm so surprised. I am it's very the first proud time of you. In that long, but that is really really yeah. long. Yeah. Hey, we, we 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 stuck it out. Illinois is looking amazing. Already bowl eligible. When was the last time Illinois sneak football into, was ranked? It, it it's it was just 2011 is the last time um so it's been wow. a very long time i i think uh i t- i tweeted it out after illinois lost to iu i still think illinois makes it to the big 10 championship game oh good god we're we're well on our way right now so oh good god uh, i look like a genius it's it's great but my other fan base of the week is is more important in a way, because they're making their triumphant return. It's the mob again, Jack. Yep. I love it. They're back. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but in the Chargers-Broncos game, it was an offensive struggle. Justin Herbert did not throw a touchdown that game. And he had thrown a touchdown in 30 straight games Mm -hmm. and in 36 of 37 career starts. Mm -hmm. So... Before the game, FanDuel boosted their odds for Justin Herbert throwing a touchdown pass from minus 800 to plus 
100 even money and they just cleaned house <laughs> they do it they do it again They're like i don't know how they did it no no touchdown pass for justin herbert they they made so much money um i'm sure there is some sort of bet limit like amount on that that you that you <laughs> that they had but still like everybody made that bet and uh Congrats to the mob. You guys are cleaning up once again. That is so funny. I don't I know how that. they did that. How did they do that? Every that is too good. Uh, yeah, so that's the mob fan base of the week. Let's go to coach of the week here. Josh, who do you have? Um, My coach of the week has got to be Mike Tomlin. Coach of the week, baby. Because guess what? Every okay. time, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I said this last week where it's like every single time that we count him out, and I'm like, yeah, he needs to get, like he ends up doing something stupid, like completely counted out against the Bengals, wins the game. Completely counted out against the the Bucks, which I have a feeling I have a, a sneaky suspicion that the Bucks are going to be so bad this year that this turn like it's going to be the reverse of what happens with the Giants, where it's going to be like, okay, that wasn't even like an impressive win at all because the Bucs are so terrible. But I'll give it to Mike Tomlin because he got the defense ready to play. He did answer the critics, and now I, I need to see another response from him. I need to see the Steelers string together a couple games, and he has kept his season or year consecutive years without a losing record streak going. Um, I'm not going to call it dead at 2-4. and four. I will not call it dead. Two games below 500, so... Um, I was, I would have, if they went to one and five, but two and four, I'm not going to kill I'm not going to kill it. So, uh, Mike Tomlin, congrats, congratulations. Big ups, big ups to Mike Tomlin. Uh, my coach of the week this week is, uh, it's every single offensive analyst at Alabama. They have all been avenged, uh, because, they're all former Tennessee head coaches or former SEC head coaches. That's what they all do. So Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, you guys have been avenged. You, you've lost to Alabama for years and then had to take a job from Alabama after they got you fired from your job. That has yeah. to be like the ultimate kick in the nuts. So that's what I think it was like – 16 years or something like that since they last beat Alabama. That 16 years of torment is over for you guys. Mm -hmm. Has to feel great. Yeah. I I like that. I love that. I love that. Where should we go next? Uh, let's do player of the week. All right. So my player of the week um, is not actually the marketing director at Grand Valley, although that would be a good one. That's He's going to be the runner out. That would have been a good one. It is the athletic director at Tennessee um, because the news, the story broke early in the week and I don't know who broke it. That's why I guess it's the person that broke this should be my player of the week, but also the Tennessee AD for letting this story come out. It came out early in the week that Tennessee had ordered new goalposts in the event that they would win and they would get torn down against Alabama. So Tennessee went out and had new goalposts manufactured, and I'm assuming it's whatever intern saw this come across the screen at the goalpost manufacturing center 
and tweeted it out saying, oh, Tennessee just ordered new goalposts, which then, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have tore the goalposts down if this didn't come out, but the fact that this came out ensured 100% that those goalposts were getting torn down and thrown into the river. So, very funny, and Tennessee has a home game, and their AD, like, did tweet out saying, like, hey, we need those goalposts for this weekend. But, like, you literally went and got goalposts manufactured before the game, which is kind of a baller move. Like, the AD is my player. That's really bold. That's super bold to do that. Like, I mean, he would have just been sitting there with four goalposts now for no reason Yeah, if they didn't win. so Gosh, man. You're an awful athletic. If you're an athletic director with four goalposts, you're an awful athletic yeah. director. Just and so what would have been that, what would have been even funnier be though that. is like they would have gotten over. Like this loss would have happened. Like everyone's so upset. Whatever you kind of go, you have another home game on Saturday, so you get over it Monday, Tuesday. On like Wednesday or Thursday, those goalposts are showing up, and that's just another reminder that you didn't beat Alabama because now you're like. Where do we put these goalposts? Guess what? You don't have to worry about where to put the goalposts because they're in the river. So you just put them in the holes in the ground and you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, cancel so. our reservation on the goalposts. Actually, yeah. yeah, we just melted down 40 tons of steel for you, <laughs> dude. So nice try. But um, I love it. I feel like when was the last time we had goalposts torn down? It's, uh, I, it's been I a think, while, yeah, I think. I don't know. Did. Did Tech do it against Texas when they won? Uh, I don't know. They might have. I, I feel like maybe can't maybe Kansas did it this year or something. This um, Tennessee spec they've like had wins. I don't think I don't think goalposts have made it out of the stadium in a very long time though. Like that was yeah that was cool. yeah that was cool. Wait, did they, so when they were taking it out of the stadium, were they taking it like up the stairs? Did they just like drop it over the edge of the stadium? I don't what know how they did it, but I saw. <laughs> I saw a picture of them <laughs> like literally a big enough opening. Like there was a picture of them going straight up, straight up like the bleachers, like they were going up to like the three hundred yeah. level. So which, which maybe made me they think did. that they dropped it onto the ground. <laughs> but I all that is a good point. I also could see them just literally ripping it apart somehow. Like I feel like if you jar yeah. at it enough, because I think it's just bolted down. I think the arcs are all bolted down. Like, I think it's a crossbar with two beams, and it's, like, bolt that I think the uprights are bolted in. So I feel like if you did wiggle it and move it enough, you could bend that or get that to break off. Dude, um, that, but, that has to be the ultimate souvenir. Like, if you, like, take it down and, like, weld it and hand out yeah. pieces of the goalpost. There's going to be, be some so guy. Cool. There's like, some guy that's fishing that thing out of the Tennessee River. Like, and dude, he's going to try and when, take that home and do that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. When when I worked at when I worked for Baylor for the football team, the last game of the season, I was uh, I'm still mad that I didn't do this. I almost took uh, one of the pylons. Oh, you um, should have done because it had had like a a Baylor Bear logo on it too. Yeah, and I was just, man, that'd be so sick to have. I'm so mad I didn't take that. It was just right you there. Should. Nobody nobody would have seen it. Should but uh, I don't know. Moral compass came out or something. Yeah. All-time good guy, Kellen. Really dumb. Yeah. All around nice. Uh, all right. Let's – my player of the week here, uh, 
I uh, I didn't go with uh, Grand Valley's marketing director either, oh, but it's gonna be a tough week for him. Runner up, dang! Uh, it's Dan Snyder. It's definitely Dan <laughs> Snyder. He put a he put up a big week. Uh, lots of numbers for him. Uh, just the really just a smart savvy guy because he had the he he has the ultimate contingency plan in place for if and when. All the NFL owners would try to boot him out of the league. He got dirt on every single one of them, which is he, he hired uh, yes. private investigators through his law firm to get dirt on all 31 other NFL owners plus Roger Goodell in case they would try <laughs> to remove him from the NFL, which is what they want to do. Which is, <laughs> Ursay, yeah, Jay Ursay came out Appar- today yeah. and was like, yeah, he needs to be removed. <laughs> Apparently, Jim Ursay is the only guy he doesn't have dirt on because everybody else has been pretty quiet since that since that's <laughs> happened. It's like Dan Snyder sucks. He's an awful person, but but you, you know, love him. He, like he you kind of got to love smart. him at the same yeah. time. I uh, respect that the is hustle. too funny. That is way too funny. I He's, love that. He's purely just like an evil comic book villain. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that is who he is, and he leans into it, which is awesome. Uh, let's go to kicker of the week, Josh. Yeah, my kicker of the week is Rodrigo Blankenship because he was signed by the Cardinals, so a hot rod is back. Nice. We knew, we knew he would get signed yeah, uh, eventually. Uh, my, my kicker of the week here is Dustin Hopkins. Nice. Easy choice. He he had four field goals with the hurt hamstring, and he was walking around the Chargers sideline looking like he had a bionic leg, which yeah. was pretty cool. It, it, that that wrapped it like it lit up and everything. I I know it was a sign of him actually being injured, but it just gave me it, for the first time in my life ever I had confidence in a Chargers in kicker? kicker because wow. he had a bionic leg. Yeah, their their kickers really are terrible. Cool. Yeah, they are. They're very bad. Yeah. They're very bad. And lastly, we have Tweet of the Week, Jack. Yeah. My Tweet of the Week comes from Brad Williams, at Funny Brad. And he said, um, after the Steelers went down with the four-minute offense, said, Mitch Trubisky just did what Giselle couldn't, kept Tom Brady off the field. So, pff, hilarious. Yeah. I love that tweet. That's true. Oh. You got to love Mitch for um, that. I he also threw, I have some dimes yeah. to Claypool. I have another tweet of the week, but I'll let you go first just in case you have this tweet of the week. So go ahead. I definitely don't. Um, okay. It's uh, my, my tweet comes from Eric Sherman. He says, after 111 regular season victories, the Dodgers must win their next two games to advance to the NLCS. The third place Phillies are a game away from advancing to it. That is what's wrong with the MLB playoff system. Total crapshoot that doesn't reward greatness. Like, dude, are you unfamiliar with playoffs, with how playoffs work? Do you want us to just put the Dodgers in the World Series and give you guys the championship right away? This is how the playoffs have worked since ever. Like, ever. That's how it's happened. And, like, for the first time ever, baseball is shifting their playoff format to be more inclusive and get more fans involved and you have a problem with that it's like finally baseball i think makes a good change and and Dodgers fans 
have a problem with it because you guys choke in the playoffs. Quit choking in the yes. playoffs. That's your that's your team's fault. That's not I baseball's saw, fault. I saw this one tweet that was like the meme of like you, you know the one that's like you got any whatever back there and it was the you got any more of those sixty game seasons. Um yeah. <laughs> there's a guy wearing a dog. Yeah, I bet they but love like, those. But and it's oh, I gotta find so the it um the Padres now play the Phillies tonight. That starts tonight. I gotta go find my roommate and ask him what time the Dodgers play tonight. Um, yeah, because so, that's gonna be funny. That. But I also love that it. Yeah, like the story with them is that they're all season. Oh, they have great pitching. They have great pitching. They have great pitching. Then they get to the playoffs with the same pitchers, and they're like, "Oh, well, if the Dodgers just had better pitchers." It's like, no, they've been great. They just suck in the playoffs. You guys choke. There's this thing yeah. called choking. Like, yeah. you can't just sit there and like, yeah, you need a sixty game season to be successful. That's all you need. Like. They can't win. Truly, like, I mean, an all-time historic season for the Dodgers, but you get knocked out in four right away in the playoffs. Dodgers play yeah. four more games than the White Sox this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and my other tweet of the week is from the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but it's probably one of the best tweets I've ever seen. You need to go look it up. So it is a picture of, remember the Cliff Kingsbury photo of his house right yeah so his they lair. took the yes so they took the seahawks took that picture they put pete carroll on the couch and they put a bunch of subtle things trolling them so they put a monitor up on like the thing that had double xp up on the screen they put the the cardinals had used like some like l like bean thing or whatever um they put that in the background and there's just a few other things throughout this um, like they put Kyler Murray's funky green suit on his like computer screen. So they put a bunch of little things throughout this photo and they captured it just chilling. How about you after they beat, um, the Cardinals? So an all time troll tweet, it's, it's a lot funnier when it's not just being described, but it's one of my tweets of the week. So go look <laughs> it up. Like I'll, I got it. I'll text you this picture, Kellen, because it is actually kind of hilarious how much they're trolling. Um, the Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury after winning. So, Cardinals uh, are a very uh, easy for trollable team. Troll. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I loved it. But yeah, that's is that is that the show? Is that all that we got? That's it. Love that. Um. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Nice. That's funny, right? Isn't that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think that's. I I genuinely like that's really the sweetest. That's one of the funniest tweets I've seen. Because you got there's a lot of history you have to have in that to be able to like figure out. How there is, is, yeah. So tons of little the, details. Yeah, yeah. For the for the educated people out here, but anyway, thank you all for joining us this week. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Stay unbiased this week. Mm-hmm.